Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we're dropping into the village of Pomfret Center, Connecticut, for a visit with the wonderful Claudia Schmidt. Since I first connected with the vibrancy, power, joy, and talent that is Claudia, I've been enthralled and carried on the waves of intensity and profundity that she channels through her music. I don't know if it is as apparent to the rest of the world as it is to me, but there seems to be a special character born of the Midwestern earth and water that sings out through the words and notes of this woman, who was, after all, nurtured and rooted for so many years in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, that is, my state and our nearby siblings. It gives me great joy to reach out to Pomfret Center, Connecticut, for a visit with Claudia Schmidt. Claudia, how wonderful. I get to speak to you a second time in 2020. My life is good. How are you? <laughs> Well, it's rather spring-like today compared to the last time we talked. I remember seeing a lot of snow in the background when I talked to you. Do you still have it? Well, we still have some, but a lot of it's melted, and none of it is on top of our garage anymore, and it was 12 inches or more last time we spoke. So thank you again for joining me for Song of the Soul. We're going to be able to visit with you about specifically your music. Now, when I spoke to you a couple months ago with Sally Rogers, we were talking about music the two of you have done together and that you could both bring to the Song of the Soul. But this is about Claudia Schmidt. Given that it was 2008, the last time I specifically interviewed you, I imagine there's a lot that's gone on in that time. So 12 years of history, what's happened since 2008? Well, I moved several times, actually, since 2008. First to Minneapolis, a couple different places there, and now to New England, to Connecticut. That's the most recent and the largest of the moves. So somehow my being of a certain age does not guarantee stability. <laughs> <laughs> but it does guarantee wisdom, doesn't it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> the, the jury's out on that. Okay. So Pomfret Center is in Connecticut, where you are now. How long have you been on site there? Let's see, it's been three years. And this is your first time, I think, as an Easterner. When I interviewed you back in 2008, you mentioned all these different places you lived, including Seattle and Chicago and on and on. But I didn't hear any Easterly migrations Nope, that had never uh, come up, but now here I am. Do you experience the East differently than the Midwest or the West? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very different. Just the density, the scale. There's a certain, a little bit more of a sharpness in the basic personality out here that's different than the Midwest. I don't think it's ultimately unfriendly or cold. It's just a different initial way of relating 
You know, I've been in love with your music since I first encountered it in the early 80s. I was living in Milwaukee at the time, and I, I think I first saw you performing somewhere at UW-Milwaukee. Obviously, it's been a love affair of my ear ever since, and you've done a lot of music. I understand you're up to 19 recordings now, or maybe more? It's actually up to 24. I have to upgrade my bio stuff. I get busy doing things, and I forget basic things like bio, so... I actually just slow, steady, hard is my 24th recording. Wow, that's amazing amount of music and poetry and other performance arts. So Slow, Steady Heart came out when? Beginning of February. So Slow, Steady Heart has only been out just a little over a month. I imagine there's probably another one just stating already in you. Do you just live, breathe, do music all the time? Do you take your own maybe retreats from doing music? You know, it's really not like that with me. It's sort of there all the time, but I'm not a maniac with it. Like, for instance, I'll be spending time out in the yard coming up, cleaning up after the winter, and I was just on a road trip, so doing household things. So, no, I can happily step away from music, although that doesn't mean there isn't something burbling away, you know, in the the warm-up pen, you know. But I'm not a person that has to be playing music all the time or I go nuts. I'm not one of those. When I spoke to you back in 2008, I was asking about your life, and you mentioned someone who I imagine is no longer with us. You had, at that point, a 10-year-old dog named Emma. Right. And I don't think dogs live to 22, so... Well, I have known a couple, actually, that have, but she made it to 15 just before I moved to Minneapolis, 2011, so... So that was a big loss. She was a good traveling companion, and a good, just sort of a spirit guide, you know. I was very lucky to have her when I did. I still dream about her quite a bit. She shows up in dreams a lot. I don't really think you can replace dogs any more than you can just replace a person. But No, I don't either. But is there another dog in your life? I don't know. I, You know, the couple of main dogs in my life kind of found me, so I'm not about to go out searching, really. So it just hasn't worked that way for me. <laughs> One of the things about dogs is their unconditional love that they seem to give. One of the favorite prayers I like is, God, please make me as good as my dog thinks I am. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was Emma that kind of dog? Oh, yeah, I think all dogs are. But she was much more than that. I mean, it wasn't wasn't really about me. It was really about her. I mean, she, was, she had a remarkable uh, kind of spirituality about her. She was a teacher, you know. She really was like a teacher. Have you written songs about her? Nope. Well, I do hope that there are some other songs that have come out that you'll be willing to share with us here today for Song of the Soul. What do you like to start with? Well, I wrote this song called Nothing, and it just came out almost like automatic writing. I was sitting waiting for it to go order. It was right when I was moving to Minneapolis, right around that time. And I just was so sick of everybody being busy all the time. That's the, the knee-jerk response when you ask somebody how they are, and they say, busy. And it's just come to be this hollow word for me. So that was kind of what started the whole thing. And then I, the joke is, is, if you ask somebody, or if somebody asks you what you've been doing, and, and you say nothing, they get really agitated. <laughs> so it's, I think of it like a subversive word, you know? That was kind of the genesis of this little celebration of indolence. There's a great E.B. White quote that I often use to introduce this song when I'm performing it. 
He says, I arise each morning torn between the desire to savor the world and the desire to save the world. This makes it hard to plan the day. Mm. <laughs> Do you happen to know Carrie Newcomer and her music? A little bit, yeah. She's got a song that I think you would perhaps love. It would. I think you should do that and duet with her. <laughs> Today I got absolutely nothing done. Yeah. Uh, and I'll send you a link to it after we actually listen to nothing. Uh, I, I feel wrong in saying it. Listen to nothing. We're going to listen to something called Nothing by Claudia Schmidt here today for Song of the Soul. Here is Nothing. Today I'm just a woman, not a fighter, not a dreamer, not a singer, not a schemer. I'm a girl in my pajamas with a lovely book to read. And isn't it fantastic to be circumspect and tender, not a hero or pretender to a throne I never asked for and I certainly don't need. And I will give that nothing, and nothing is my name. And oh, the preen and posture, they are nothing, just the same. And I will cook some breakfast, and I will Nothing, nothing, nothing. Ooh, 
fantastic That song is called Nothing. It's by Claudia Schmidt, and it's from her recording called New World Order. And just so you don't type the wrong thing searching for it, world is like W-H-I-R-L-E-D, like world around in a circle. So That's right. We'll have that, of course, on NordenSpiritRadio.org, and you can also have the link directly to Claudia Schmidt's website, ClaudiaSchmidt.com. Nothing. Again, right at the beginning, you say, you know, I'm just a girl in my pajamas, right? Yes. Do you have a special pair of pajamas? Currently, uh, they have birds on them, and they're starting to get a little frayed. So there are some new pajamas in my future. Oh, when they get frayed, that's just when I start loving them best. Up to a certain point, that works. <laughs> <laughs> Until they go into shreds and strangle yeah. you in your bed, yes. <laughs> So has the move to Pomfret Center there in Connecticut, has that increased or decreased your ability to do nothing? Well, look, it's a challenge. I mean, I wrote that song as much for me as for anybody else. So I would say the fact that I'm living in a beautiful spot, kind of rurally, makes it a little easier because one is tempted to just go out and sit by the pond with a cup of coffee and watch the frogs, you know. So I think the invitation is more compelling living now. And again, are you in town, out in the country? What's your setting? Out in the country. Have you generally been a city dweller, country dweller? What's been your taste? Both. Both. I was, you know, of course, living in the city when I was in Milwaukee. But then I lived on Beaver Island for 10 years, and that was very rural. And then Traverse City is a small town, but close to beautiful places. And then, of course, Minneapolis, I was right in the city. So it's been a mixture. There are things I love about all of it. I love the walkability of being in a place like where I was living in Traverse City or Minneapolis that I could come home from a road trip and walk to do errands and walk to restaurants. And living in the country, everything you do, you pretty much have to get in a car to go do. But then there were just beautiful walks to be had that don't involve errands, you know, that sort of thing. So I'll probably, it'll frustrate me to my grave, you know, when I, I like both of them. Well, it's true. And one of the things about living in big town is you got your choice of the right restaurant to go to. Yeah. In Twin Cities, there's a nice Ethiopian restaurant I go to, and there's nothing like that in Eau Claire. Yeah, exactly. It's such choices. Well, let's go on to another song of yours to share. Again, the first one was from your New World Order recording. Where's the next one from? Let's see. These Stars. Well, I originally recorded it on a CD that came out in the early 90s called It It Looks Fine From Here. But then I did a CD a couple of years ago called Hark the Dark where I got to work with this wonderful jazz pianist, this young player named Miro Sprague and bassist named Marty Jaffe, and then a pianist and accordionist named Chris Haynes. Hark the Dark is a winter-themed CD, so I brought a couple of my older recordings into it that kind of fit the description. So it was a new treatment of these stars, which I originally did on my guitar, this time I had my friend Chris Haynes play this really neat piano stuff, kind of a driving piano thing with it. And then I sort of made a gospel choir background to it, almost like a, uh, a little bit of a Laura Nero visitation, you know, because it, it was inspired by being out under the winter sky with those particular constellations that sort of ride overhead in the winter sky. And it was a beautiful, clear night. 
I was living on Beaver Island when I wrote the song. So it's just my nod to the celestial wonders. And that's one of the nice things about living in the country is you actually get to see them. <laughs> Let's all look up to the sky to see These Stars by Claudia Schmidt. Dipper stands up on its end And spills the night all around me I'm all astir with this power again And I just can't say how it found me But oh, when it comes I feel I could run for miles and days And my soul gets so big That it scares me to death So I change that power away Orion's belt at horizon stands and I know his sword hangs below I have my own weapons as survival demands as do we all I know and oh how they shine whenever the mind says you But may I, like Orion, just let him shine And find the strength not to use them And oh, these stars, so many, and they seem so near And oh, these stars, well, they just seem to laugh at my feet Like an arrow tonight And done with trust I go I'd go straight to the owl Who speaks of sight And casting aside All I know And as it falls away I try so to stay But I've left it Left it behind And now I'm running home Both dead and alive Through a night Both
That wonderful song is The Stars, and it's by our wonderful guest, Claudia Schmidt, here today for Song of the Soul. Her website is claudiaschmidt.com. The link, of course, is on nordenspiritradio.org. And that version of it, again, was on the Hark of the Dark recording. It's also on a different version is on It Looks Fine from Here. Yeah, it's fun to revisit a song and do it in a very different way many years later. Now, I have to admit, oftentimes I love the night sky. You know, I look for Orion's belt and the Big Dipper, Little Dipper. I look for all those. But back when I became a Boy Scout, I was 13 or 14 years old, we had to be able to identify five constellations. Do you have any idea how many you can identify? Mm, about five. Okay, good. We're tied. Yeah. So you were a Boy Scout too, huh? Yeah, you're right. I guess I must have been. <laughs> <laughs> So are you an outdoors person there much? I mean, you, you said that you're on Beaver Island when you wrote that song originally, looking up at the sky. Is that still a thing over in Connecticut? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because we live in a beautiful spot for nice skies. And we have this kind of sweeping sky that gives us these gorgeous sunsets. So I'm the, I'm, the more time I'm spending outside, the happier I am. I like it. Well, that's wonderful. I thank you for this in previous time when we visited, but Quetico is a song that just every moment stirs my soul and stirs that of my wife, who is just, she was just asking me yesterday, can we go up and do a little canoe trip up north somewhere? Can we get up there? Oh, yeah, I hope you can. So your inspiration for it in that song, it so clearly conveys that love of the outdoors and getting places with roots and connection instead of bustle and noise. It shows through in your music so frequently, including in these stars. Yeah. Let's continue on your song of the soul. I want to get in a lot of music. You turn it out very quickly and so richly, and I think people need to hear a few more examples. Yeah, well, funny, this the song Out Here, which is also from New World Order, was inspired by the wilderness. Specifically, I was driving across the Upper Peninsula of Michigan when I began to write the song. The images just started kind of pouring in. I describe it as my sort of thank you note to wild places because they're so important. It's, they're just so important, period. They're important to us. But again, I don't want to say that they exist for us, but we have the opportunity to dip into them. And if we allow ourselves to do that, we're changed forever. And that's kind of what the song out here is about. Back when I interviewed you in 2008, I asked you a little bit about your religious spiritual background and, you know, you mentioned some things about Lutheranism and so on. But I have a sense from so many of your songs that one of the terms that I use for people is earth-based spirituality. Does that resonate with you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a pantheistic kind of, I always have been actually, you know, I mean, from the time I was a kid, really didn't matter if I went to church or if I sat on the porch and sang and prayed to the trees for the hour. It was it was all the same. <laughs> Did you get trouble going to Lutheran church? And I actually had one situation where I was speaking to a mother who was Catholic and her daughter who was 12, and I was talking about my vegetarianism. And I said something about respecting dogs and all animals. At one point, you know, I said, you know, well, dogs need to be respected too. And the mother said, well, dogs aren't people. And the 12-year-old daughter said, dogs are people too. What are you saying, mom? I mean, you're wrong. It just, so my, my question is, 
really where you see that all fitting together. Just the idea that nature does not exist to serve us, but we're part of it. Exactly. Yeah, well, I, and I, you know, that my parents, we had animals in our household and they were members of the family. So that was never an issue <laughs> for me growing up. But I was thinking if you went to Lutheran catechism or whatever they do. It didn't matter. I mean, they, they care. I sang really well, so I probably got away with murder. Because, uh, <laughs> they just wanted me to be there singing. <laughs> you mentioned back in 2008 that you grew up in what, probably singing in six different choirs at once or something like that? Yeah, lots. It was however many I could be in, right? I think it was maybe five at one point, yeah. Well, we're going to listen in a moment to out here, but one thing I just mentioned about it, there's kind of a spare feeling. It's somewhere between fear and awe and joy that I think you capture in this song. Do you get that entire range of emotions or is it just all in one corner of that? Oh, no, that's, I mean, that's my hope, is that all those things coexist. When you put yourself into a wild place, there's danger, there's risk. It's not predictable. Things are out of your control to a great extent, and that's untenable for some people. I mean, they just can't have that. And for me, that's the draw of it, is we can have a chance to sort of give up that illusion of control that dogs us in our lives and just coexist with this amazing place which increasingly in our culture we're cut off from. It's, it's all com- compartmentalized. So that was a lot about where this song came from. It's asking us that place, that wild place, is always asking us to come back. And the song is Out Here by Claudia Schmidt. Bye. 
That's the second song we've heard today from Claudia Schmidt's recording, New World Order. World, again, is W-H-I-R-L-E-D. New World Order, it's called Out Here, and she's obviously connected to the wild world. You chose the word world in the way that you did in that and partly because I I know you like to play with words, but I'm a serious pun aficionado. I'm just wondering if you have the same mental illness as I did. My wife doesn't really put up with it quite as well as my deepest friends do. They like puns and love that kind of play in words. Yeah, it's definitely people consider punning the highest form of humor or the lowest form of humor, and it usually depends on whether you're good at it or not. I have a moderate tolerance for puns. It doesn't go real far. But being that I love words, I can take it up to a point. But that I mean, that title was an accidental title for a CD. I was going to call it something else. We'd done the most recent mix that I was sending around. So because it was like a new mix, I just called it the New World Order as a joke. And then everyone said, oh, no, that's got to be the title. Red House Records prevailed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. it's It caught my fancy. Yeah. <laughs> but then I've seen the bumper sticker, a visualized world piece. Exactly, right? Yep, the big one from the 80s, right? Whenever mm-hmm. it is, yes. So I'm still visualizing it. And let's go on to the next song. So Quiet Hills is another song that has gone through two incarnations. The original one was on It Looks Fine From Here, shortly after I had written it. And then when Sally and I decided to do We Are Welcomed, it was a song that she'd always wanted to do with me. So we revisited it and put it into that more gospel setting that I just love. And with the harmonies of Sally and Howie on the second time around. Again, it's really inspired by being in a beautiful place, the Berkshire Mountains at Roe Conference Center, and had a retreat, weekend retreat, with Richie Havens and Peter Rowan and myself on staff. And people just coming to sing, talk, and be together at this beautiful conference center. That song came out of that weekend, and it's been one of those songs that's just really stayed current. it's, It's never gone out of my repertoire. Again, now feels doubly relevant because of the state of our culture and creeping despair. <laughs> yeah, well, you balance the two things in the song. You, the darkness you refer to and then hope and I guess the light side of things, if you will, the other side in there. A lot of people get drawn down to a vortex of darkness, if you will, or they put blinders on so they won't admit that there's darkness. I'll take a Pollyannish point of view. Right. You seem to be able to hold the two in the perfect tension in this song. Yeah, well, that's uh, what I'm going for. I love darkness. I love the dark. I see them as coexisting. And so the idea that it's one or the other, that sounds like a desperate place to be. A perfect place to be from my point of view is with Claudia Schmidt's music, including this song, Quiet Hills. Tremble, I am still 
beautiful song by Clyde Schmidt is called Quiet Hills. She did it with Sally Rogers on their recording, We Are Welcomed. And one of the things that I don't like about that song, Claudia, What's that? is that I love it so much and I want to sing it and I can never even hold even a faint candle compared to you. Ah. We have a monthly song circle here. And I was thinking, I want to take that and sing it. And I'm just, I'm just aware of my inadequacy to convey the full range of emotions that you do so wonderfully in that song. Oh, thanks. I'm sure you can do do it more justice than you're giving yourself credit for. <laughs> well, it is a challenge, and there are some songs that some people can do. Back when I was sophomore in high school, we were preparing a presentation for the very first Earth Day. A student teacher in my class, my speech communications class, said, okay, you'll do this role in in this thing we're going to do. You're going to come out singing A New World Coming by Mama Cass. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I can sing lots of songs, but that's one I can't do half justice to. And there are just some songs with such poignancy and power that I know that they're just not my level. And so I have to have Claudia Schmidt come to the song circle and teach us it. (laughs) So so the next time you're in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, you know, you just drop by, okay? Okay. 
All right. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's go on to another song. What's next, Claudia? Well, in the town of Pomfret is the Pomfret School, which is a, a over 100-year-old private school, well-known and loved really worldwide. I'm amazed how many places I travel, and it turns out somebody's father went to Pomfret School or their grandson, or I mean, it's just a, it's a real uh, bra. And there's a chapel called Clark Chapel, and I was in there with some friends a couple of years ago, and the friend spotted these these words and wrote them down in a notebook she had with her and came home and wrote them down on the blackboards that we have in the house where we live, which is an old schoolhouse. And so these words were written in the 1800s by Henri Frederick Amiel, a Swiss philosopher. I just love them so much. It's so succinct to the point and one day I'm sitting there looking at it and this whole kind of melody came out at me and kind of in a madrigal sort of all these different parts kind of jumped out at me. <clears throat> so I was able to record it on my new CD, Slow Steady Heart, with the parts. The words are just, again, so important right now with the meanness and vitriol just besotting our culture right now. So I'm, I'm trying to counteract when I do concerts with language. Language is so important. And our language is being hijacked from us. The tenderness of language and the compassion of language. And so I'm trying to find things to share with people that reconnect us with that part of the language, the part that brings us together that doesn't drive us apart. And so that's why I feel this song is really important. Well, that's a noble calling, Claudia, and I'm thankful that you're willing to share with us, dear friends, as we travel into it on the sweet dancing guitar of Claudia Schmidt. Be swift to love, to love, make haste. 
beautiful song from Claudia Schmidt. Dear Friends is the name, and it's on her newest release just from back in February, Slow Steady Heart. Claudia Schmidt's website is claudiaschmidt.com, links on nordenspiritradio.org. The choir, is is there a choir in there with you, or are you singing the choir with yourself? Who Who's there? No, that's Sally is singing on that, and then a wonderful baritone named Bradley Greenwald, who I know from the Twin Cities, from some work we've done together. So he does male harmony in there. I just love the way it turned out. And the guitar, I described as a dancing guitar. It, it was uplifting. To- right. That's actually not me playing. That's a guy named Duke Levine, who does a lot of the guitar work on my new CD. So he just, he kind of played two different classical parts to get that feel. And it was just, a, I love the way it turned out. Well, and I did too. It obviously captured my imagination, my heart, my spirit was dancing along with it. You probably don't recall this, but back in 2008, when I was interviewing you, I was asking you some things about your religious, spiritual, ethical, whatever beliefs. The thing that you said to me 12 years ago was that your major belief about morality, ethical, whatever, is kindness. Be kind. And it's captured right there. Make haste to be kind. Yeah, that has not changed. It seems to be a sort of endangered, emotion isn't the word, an endangered principle right now in our culture. So any way we can celebrate on Facebook, I don't spend lots of time on Facebook, but I try to post things that are of a more noble nature, examples of people doing kind things and visionary things in spite of what they're up against. It's important for us to share those things with each other right now. I take it as one of my challenges on Facebook to speak about the things that matter, but do it in a way that is respectful. Mm-hmm. So often I watch people come in and shoot those daggers of hate and irritability at one another. Yes. And I will often engage with them and just say, well, I can see some point about this. But when you did the name calling, I, I had a hard time hearing the, the real things that you're concerned about. What's, what's about this really concerned? And I've been amazed that in a number of cases, people have retreated from and actually apologized for bad behavior because someone actually wanted to listen to them. Yeah. So it, it is possible, but it is, I think, challenging and takes some real patience and rootedness in something other than just the current culture in this country. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to get in one more song, if that is possible. Have you got something good for us to conclude with, Claudia? Yeah, this is a probably one of my newest songs just written last summer i hadn't really it was it was fun to bring to the project because usually i when i record a new project i'm at least somewhat familiar with the material i'm not one of those people that comes in with and writes things on the spot and i like to sort of grow with my songs for a while before i record them but this one sort of really wanted to be recorded and i was still kind of learning it as the project unfolded so it was exciting so I, I came out of the project feeling like I'd, I'd learned my song, <laughs> which, is, which is kind of fun. But again, it sort of looks to, I was in a very beautiful place 
way up in northern Minnesota, Mallard Island and Rainy Lake in sort of somewhat of a retreat mode. And stuff comes up, you know. I think the the essence of this is, again, it's learning about how people carry their trauma and their damage over a lifetime. And if you have the opportunity to come into somebody's life, you know, a way that you can be present with them, you know, I mean, the idea that people will, they have their damage, but you can, you can kind of be with them in a way that supports the rest of them, the way they're kind of arranged around that damage. And, and it was all in the context of sort of a weather system, the way it came into the song. It's just yet another way of how we can be supports for each other. Including those who have warm hands when other people have cold hands? Yes, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> or actually physically speaking, in case of my wife and my <laughs> warm hands. I think it kind of sealed the deal on our marriage. <laughs> well, we are going to finish out, folks, with one more song by Claudia Schmidt. It's a beautiful one. For those of you who have always thought of the weather problematically, maybe this is a way to see it as something better and spiritual and deep and binding and healing and exciting all at once. Again, Claudia, it's been so wonderful to have you here again today. It was wonderful to catch up just a couple months ago, but 2008, it was far too long for me to allow between hands. Thank you so much for joining me again for Song of the Soul. You're so welcome, Mark. We end now with Claudia Schmidt's song, Weather. Her website is claudiaschmidt.com, link on nordenspiritradio.org. My deep appreciation to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Here's Claudia Schmidt and Weather.
sun shining outside, but the winds blow cold down deep where there's no place to hide from the pain. No hand to hold as your tears fall. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.